You're listening to The Cage, the official podcast of the Maritimes Fantasy Football League. News and advice from our league for you. Welcome to episode one of The Cage, the official podcast of the Maritimes Fantasy Football League. I am your host, Tim Stevenson. I am joined in studio with my co-host, Andrew Kelly, also a member of the Maritimes Fantasy Football League. Great to be here. Andrew, how's it going? It's going well. I just called you Andrew, and I never call you Andrew. No. Because many of us call you Kaylee. Everyone calls me Kaylee. It's first, it's first episode nerves. Yeah. Kaylee, that's all it is. <laughs> Um, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. So, a little background, a little context for the listeners. Uh, this podcast has been around in its former form for how long? Roughly? Five? I think this is five years-ish. Around that. Right. So, we've been doing this podcast for our Fantasy Football League, the Maritimes Fantasy Football League, which is a mouthful. I'm going to try and say that as little as possible. MFFL? MFFL. L. It's just so bad. We've been doing this for about five years, and there's ten of us in the league, and that's been our audience. Uh, so we decided to try and change things up a little bit this year and open this podcast up to the public. That being said, it's going to change uh, because up to this point, we've really strictly just been talking about fantasy football from the context of our own league. That obviously is not something that the general public really is going to care about. They don't care too much. <laughs> don't care too much. No. And that being said, I feel like we have one of the, and everyone says this, one of the best fantasy football leagues out there. Without a doubt. We've got personalities from one end of the spectrum to the other. Uh, and you guys will get to know a lot of those people because they will make guest appearance on this podcast. Uh, you will learn to love them. You may even learn to hate them. There's a little bit of hate, probably. I hate, I hate a couple of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'll be left nameless. We'll We'll probably curse out one or two during during the season, depending on how a week goes. It's bound to happen. It's drama-filled. It's more like a soap opera than a fantasy football league sometimes, unfortunately. That's a fair analogy. (laughs) Fair analogy. So, let's kind of kick things off here. We're going to do this once on this podcast, just to give everyone a little bit of context about our league. Like I said, it's not. this is not a podcast about our league, but... A lot of the conversation will stem from our experiences week to week in the league. So, we are in a 10-team, 2QB PPR league with big rosters. And five quarterback passing touchdown points. That's important to note. Yeah, five points for quarterback passing touchdowns. Uh, We start two running backs. We start three wide receivers. We start two flex positions, which can be running back, wide receiver, tight end, kicker defense, and we have seven bench spots. Uh, I believe our rosters right now are 22 players. 22 players. Which is crazy. It's a keeper. It's it's the biggest league I'm a part of. Hands down. And and, and I personally... And it's only a 10-team league. Right, exactly, right? So 10 teams, but still deep because of the roster size. What else do people need to know about this league scoring? wise anything else but everything else is fairly standard ppr as i mentioned it's fairly bonus individual heavy. players on defense we do good point we do start three idp players a linebacker a defensive lineman and a defensive back scoring pretty standard there nothing to really point out so that's really it it is it is qb heavy it's qb heavy yeah we reined it in a little bit by dropping it to five points yeah but they're still important a good qb scores over 20 points in our league that's that's good context to give wide receivers a high-end wide receiver will score i think antonio brown was 27 points somewhere in that range mid to high 20s in our league he averaged 27 points a game nailed that i like it yeah um he was also the top scorer yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> uh so that gives you a little bit of idea of how scoring works on a week on a weekly basis there's a benchmark in our league uh, of about 200 points. If you score 200 points in our league, you expect to win. Yeah, generally, so um, the low end teams often end up. You know, if you really tank out in the low 170s, would be a pretty bad league. We've had monster teams average almost in the 220 range. Yep. I think the There's last been a few. There's the been last a few couple of years. So that's a bit of context. Last year, the champion averaged 210 points per game. Right. 
the last place team averaged 170 points. There you go. Okay, so it's about a 40-point swing from first to last. So that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a bit of useful context, I think, for as we throw numbers out as these podcasts go on, uh, you'll have a little bit of context. So we just had our draft, uh, I guess, about two weeks ago now. Two weeks, a little earlier for us, but yeah. we have uh, some out-of-towners. So Schedule, it's good. We, had, uh, we had eight people there this year, which is pretty good. solid. Pretty solid in live, uh, in person. So we schedule it to accommodate all those people. Yeah. We did the cottage thing, did the cottage rental, had some fun. It was a good um, time. You almost didn't make draft time. I know. We're not going to talk a whole lot about that, but mm-hmm. yeah, I was a little ill from yeah. the previous night's festivities. Mm-hmm. Uh, our draft time was 2 o'clock that afternoon. I did come to my census by about one thirty. so... I thought it was more like one fifty-seven. It was getting close. It was but... getting a little dicey, but the commission... Nope. The commissioner had to pull it through, and we, uh, did. we got it done. It's we always got our draft done. It's always a good time. I'm going to pull the board up here. Let's take a look at it. The thing that I keep harping on. Did all we week, mention it's a keeper league? We I briefly did. Yeah, it's okay, a three good. keeper league. We had our a lot of we had a lot of trade movement this year. Yeah, that's the other thing about our league. Uh, you're allowed to trade draft picks. I think every league should be like that. If you're a keeper league. I understand, obviously, redraft leagues, you don't really do that. But if you're a keeper league... You should be trading draft picks. Draft capital is very important. It just it just makes it makes the whole experience It's of, 100% why Sims has won the last two championships. It really is, yeah. He's shipped out future draft capital for current players and assets, and he's made it, it work. work. Yeah, he patched it together. I, on the other hand, do the opposite and ship players out for absurd <laughs> amounts of draft capital and then do very little with it. Yeah. So that's that's that. The thing that jumped out right away, I, like I was alluding to, I've been harping on it all year, or all two weeks. <laughs> Doug Baldwin went 10th overall in our draft. Let's talk about that it. That was the most outrageous pick of the draft. So anyone that's new to this podcast, which is anyone that's listening that's not in our league, is going to think we are, are a bunch of amateurs now because of that pick. Yeah, that's... You made us look bad, Aaron. This is Aaron. We're going to put him on blast here on the podcast. Would you like me to quickly name a few names that went directly after him sure. that I would take ahead of Doug just, Baldwin? Just go right ahead. 10th overall. So for context, this is about 40th overall in, our, Roughly, in a redraft, yeah. given our 30 um, keepers. And also wide receivers that were kept this year Ooh. were Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr., Alshon Jeffrey, Amari Cooper, Brandon Marshall, Devontae Parker. We'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll touch uh, on that. Brandon Cooks, DeAndre Hopkins, Jordy Nelson, Mike Evans, Des Bryant, Antonio Brown, A.J. Green. All, all the usual names. Right, yeah. But here's some players I would take before Doug Baldwin this year. Yeah. Calvin Benjamin, <laughs> Randall Cobb, Michael Floyd, Julian Edelman, Emmanuel Sanders, John Brown, Jeremy Macklin, maybe Dante Moncrief. So we're now in the fourth round. Yeah. Kaylee just fired through the second, third, and half of the fourth to get to the area where Doug Baldwin would start to be. He had a very, very nice season last year. He just had, and actually had the four most unbelievable weeks that maybe anyone's ever had. Well, Josh Gordon in 2013. Yeah. Second most for sure, though. It was was very incredible. It was nuts. (laughs) That production is not going to be repeatable. It's just not. We should say he, he, you know, Aaron does own Russell Wilson, so he must have been. And he is a closet Seahawks closet fan. Closet Seahawks fan? Yeah. He's this. Aaron is that guy in our league, right? <laughs> okay, so he was a Titans fan, moved out west, west coast bias. I think he kind of likes Arizona a little bit too. He's yeah. got David Johnson now. Yeah. I don't know. We anyway, don't know. we give Aaron a hard time. We'll give him a hard time, but I. Oh, should we mention that he also traded up from 15 to 10 to make that selection? <laughs> Which Mox pointed out during he the draft. definitely still would have been available. <laughs> I think Doug Baldwin might have been there at 15. Oh, no question. Might have been there at 15. Uh, okay, so we'll, we'll let Aaron off the hook for now. Yep. Until Doug Baldwin is the... He can, if he proves uh, me wrong, then I'll eat You never know. Home. We could be eating our words. Yeah, nope, that's fine. Uh, the next, Until then, the next draft, uh, draft note that I noticed was our third round. We had a crazy quarterback run. A lot of guys went quarterback. Five in a row? Five in a row. Six of seven, I believe? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll fire Starting off with Eli Manning? Yeah, Eli was a good pick by Ian. Uh, Then we had Rivers, Tyrod, Palmer, Bortles, and Derek Carr go off the board. A lot of hype for Derek Carr this year. I like like Derek Carr a lot this year. A lot. The Amari Cooper. (laughs) I know. know. Yeah, I got it. I like that connection. They do look better. I mean, there's reason for optimism, finally. 
I think the way I had them rated was Eli and Philip were about the same. I agree. But I, I was a little surprised Carson was still there. I had him ranked highest of, yeah. those, of those quarterbacks available. I don't know if people just hated his playoff performance and were like... Shouldn't have been enough to scare them away. Don't, don't care because he was... An absolute monster last year. It was year. just a... And you got him late last year. It was like the 7th or 8th round. It was silly. Maybe even 10th. Silly value. Anyways, guys, I'm a little less... I like Blake Bortles, but not as a fantasy quarterback this year. I like the uh, the Jaguars as a real-life team that are going to be winning games. That's got to be the focus, you think, right? Yeah. Like, it really does. They're... And if you break down his production last year, mm-hmm. something stupid like 40% of his touchdowns and yards came in the fourth quarter or when they were trailing in right. games. Which obviously... Which they... I don't think will happen as much this year. I'm buying into the defense. Bu- it's, it's so dangerous to it's do. It's really good looking. It looks unbelievable. Well, they, like we Miles off, Jack, James... Um, uh, Miles Jack kid. and Jalen uh, Ramsey. Oh, uh, Jack, Jack might be a huge steal. Like Rams, Also, Ramsey, is just to follow them at five, I thought was a steal. Just silly. They brought in Malik Jack- Jackson, Sean Gibson. They, um, they get Dante Fowler back this and year. And Dante Fowler Jr. returns. Huge, so. huge. And I'm a Gus Bradley guy. I think Gus Bradley's an okay... Uh, he, I mean, he was a great coordinator. I believe that... It doesn't matter where you go. People need to understand. It's so reactionary, obviously, with the NFL and fantasy football. It takes time. Oh, yeah. He's only been... This is, I think, the beginning of his third year there. Third. I believe it's his right. third. Yeah. You know, give give him a bit of a chance. He's clearly got his guys in place now. I think though, if he goes off the rails this year, he'll be in trouble. <sighs> I guess so. Such short leashes in the NFL. But such short leashes. <laughs> you just have to perform. I'm I'm, I'm saying it, temper your expectations. Give him some time. He's had three years. That's not the way it works. Yeah. It's a it's a results driven league. There's no question about it. I thought Taylor might be around or too early as well. But yeah. This it, that's what why I kind of brought this up. It was a really it was a significant quarterback run. The the reason I took Palmer there is because I was expecting the majority of those quarterbacks to still be available yeah. later. Another round, maybe even two later. So I didn't want to get stuck with one of the second tier quarterbacks as a QP1. Definitely. But uh, yeah, that's a lot okay. of quarterbacks in a, in a uh, short period of time. Let's talk uh, Let's talk Josh Gordon. That's a that's a big point of contention this offseason. Josh Gordon. He, he has everyone in a tizzy after his, uh, his big game and his touchdown pass from RG3 uh, a couple weeks ago in preseason. He went, I believe that is that's the seventh round. 61st, so 61st overall. 61st overall. First pick of the seventh in our draft, which is probably the right spot. Guys, I would... It's about that, yeah. Well, I would have. I was targeting him. I don't know if you were targeting I, him as well. In that range, I would have picked him probably in the eighth or ninth round. I like. I would have liked to fill out my roster just a little bit more. Guys in that round, I like Danny Woodhead a lot. I like Michael Crabtree, Stephon Diggs. I don't know what's Sam Bradford anymore, but well, that's another. That's another story. Don't you have Don't you have to roll the dice though on Gordon when you're talking about guys like that, like Diggs and Crabtree and Woodhead. For what we know, Gordon. The only, the only solid pick there, I think, is is Crabtree. I think that's the. I think that's the solid. The other, Danny Woodhead, was the fourth overall running back. It's unbelievable. Last year, just a PPR monster. <laughs> and they love to use him at the goal line for some reason. Want... He he kind of like breaks in two when he crosses the goal line. Every time he gets crunched. They and out of the shotgun too. Yeah, at and the just, goal line, little draws, and he gets <laughs> smashed by a linebacker, and his body bends in a way, Twists. and you're like, oh. And then he scores. I, I loved him in New England. It was a lot of fun watching him. Yeah. And you're right, fourth like that. Yeah, those just... those would be the two guys that. But no, I think that's probably because I hate Deshaun Jackson. Really? Uh, oh, I, I he is on. I think every year that's the guy who ends up on my don't draft list. I've got I've got those lists too. And he used to be on mine, but I actually I think he's going to be an okay player this year. I'm sure I've, he I've will overlooked be, him. But a I'm lot. I'm very much of the strategy. Whereas I want the highest floor. You are, high, you are a high. You are a high. I'm a high kind of floor guy. week. Yeah. He just sure. There's going to be weeks where he's going to get you twenty to twenty five right. points. Yeah, as and a, there's going to be others where he gets you one to three. No, you're totally right. And I just, I'm just a no. I think it's a. I got to win every week to get to the playoffs. And once there's playoffs, who knows what's going to happen? Mm. But I'm looking to win every week, and he he's detrimental to that. So that said, I'm going to put you on the spot. I, I brought up Josh Gordon. Give me the season projection. 12 games for Josh Gordon. What's he going to do in 12 games this year? If he's in shape. He's playing all 12. We assume he's in shape and he's healthy and he plays 12 games. Right. 1,200 yards and 8 touchdowns? Maybe 80 catches? See, to me, 
That makes his seventh round draft absurd, right? He should have right? been like a, a second or third round pick. <laughs> but uh, it might. But the risk you got to point out, obviously, there's, everyone knows what the risks are with him. Obviously, also RG three is another risk. It's a, there's there is a mountain of risks associated with the Cleveland Browns and with Josh Gordon. But well, what was yours at? Oh, it, it would be it would be about the same. I don't think I could top that. I mean, twelve hundred yards is is a hundred yards a game, eight touchdowns. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that projection. Because all it takes is one I'm, of those one of those two twenty three touchdown games. That exactly. Yeah, if, if he was playing, the, if he was playing the full sixteen, and I knew he was playing the full sixteen, I don't see how he's not a top five wide receiver. And oh, I mean, yeah. you, you you point out RG three, and I know two thousand a great deep ball. I know two thousand thirteen was now two and a half years ago, but Jason Campbell that year and Brian Hoyer. And he was just all world. I like Jason Campbell. Oh, you're out of here. <laughs> Jason, shout out to Jason Campbell. <laughs> Those I'm the- sure he will start listening yeah. as soon as possible. Absolutely. There's the- When was the last time Jason Campbell got a shout out on a fantasy football broadcast? Probably probably since before we started podcasting. Solid Auburn quarterback. He was a first round pick, eh? Redskins? Yeah. Like 17th or 18th overall. Jason Campbell. There we go. Someone was trying to get him out of retirement this year, and then it might have been... Minnesota. Good. Who knows? Or yeah. Dallas? Or, yeah, maybe maybe Dallas as a backup for him. He was like, nah. Okay, so let's transition. So okay. I, I opened up the podcast saying we weren't going... This isn't a podcast about our fantasy football league, and we just talked about our fantasy football league for 20 minutes. But that is only because this is the first episode of The Cage, and we wanted to give everyone a little context of kind of where we're coming from. Yeah. Now... This is what The Cage is going to look like. We're going to talk NFL, fantasy football. We're not analysts. We're not going to try to be analysts. This is going to be more anecdotal than anything. Uh, it's going to be very conversational. There will be numbers. There will be predictions. There will be bold statements. There will be things that you find in in a typical fantasy football league podcast with a, little, like with a little bit of a spin. Okay, so let's talk opening night. We're recording it's on Wednesday. It's tomorrow night. It's tomorrow night. There's, oh. fu- there's finally football. How excited are you? I'm, I've, I've been praying for so many nights uh, on the edge of my bed, just wishing that it would be here, and it's finally here. I'm also very excited. <sighs> it's very, de- very excited. Denver, Carolina. So let's just jump into, let's start throwing out relevant fantasy names for this game. Obviously, Starting at the top, we want to start at the top and work our way down? Let's start at the top. Okay. Well, so Cam Newton. Cam Newton's obviously the big name in this game. He's going up against last year's number one defense on the road after the abysmal Super Bowl performance. What's he going to do? Is he going to be average? Is he going to be Cam Newton? Is Denver going to eat him alive again? Because he got beat up in that game. My gut says he will be just good enough. And I think most people would agree with you. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm, then, see, I'm seeing I, him as a sit in, in a lot of starting. A lot of people are saying, I don't think he can. I don't think it's possible Pretty, pretty to. tough to do. Like, if you spend... For, a, I don't think for any league, not let alone a 2QB league. Right, but. yeah. Most most redraft leagues, he was probably going third, fourth round-ish. He was probably the second or third quarterback in most cases off the board. be interesting to look at fantasy pros or something like that. You know, Rodgers, Luck, and him, I think, were the consensus top three. Yeah. For most people, uh, I, w- I would agree... That Denver defense is just—they're they're so good. Very, like you very know, you know, there's going to be pressure in his face. Uh, he does get Calvin Benjamin back. Apparently, he's going to be on a snap count for the first week, maybe two, maybe three, depending on on uh, how long it takes him to reacclimate after the ACL injury. What do you do with a guy like Calvin Benjamin, who was drafted 11th overall? Right? Yeah, I I have him in my lineup right now, and the as what. Where would, is, you, would, where would you? He what would, would you project him at? This wide receiver three, flex he, one. He's a flex for me in our league, which puts him as a, a wide receiver four or five, depending on where you want to put him. This is the the matchup I'm struggling with, or the decision. Uh, I have Tyler Lockett on my bench, and I'm struggling big time with whether or not I want to put Tyler Lockett in there and kind of roll the dice because there's concerns with him too. Obviously, he's not. Playing in two wide receiver sets right yep. now, very boomer bustish. A lot of people like At him against a just questionable like atrocious. No, no, I no, don't like, no. What that front four or front three? It's a very good front D-line. four, and that's that's the, the Seahawks' biggest weakness is offensive line. line. But I need to, aside from Cam Wake though, who you know just gives it every every time. Shout out yeah. to the CFL. Yeah, there you go. Sue's just. 
You never know what you're going to get with that That's guy. That's true. And Mario Williams might be over the hill. Uh, he Who looked knows? over the hill the last couple years in, in Buffalo. You're right. So. Maybe I'm overselling the Dolphins a little bit. So, anyway, to give you an idea, that's that's the type of decision people are probably going to be struggling with. Do you have another wide receiver, the caliber of Lockett, that you can plug in there? Right now, Is there I've, anyone else on your bench? Uh, no. I've got a couple injuries. I've got Matt Jones on my bench. I've got Devontae Parker, who's not going anywhere near a starting lineup for week one. Nope. Um, so it's really down to Lockett and Benjamin for me. I think in most, if we're going to kind of bring this to most standard fantasy football leagues, if you have a two-wide receiver league, you're not starting Calvin I would. I would not. You know what I mean? Unless you absolutely waited and drafted him and, and didn't get a wide receiver in, like, the top three rounds. I think I'd be happier starting Devin Funches in a flex this week. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people agree. I mean, Funches is kind of the hot ticket right now. Yeah. Um, so if you have an option, I, I would say, yeah, Benjamin really shouldn't be in lineups. That said, he's one, he's one red zone target away from being viable even in a standard league. Um, that be red zone targets being brought up. What about Greg Olson? <sighs> Greg Olson. I love Greg Olson. Greg Olson, Greg Olson, so constantly overlooked, and projection wise, yeah, I don't see any way in in our PPR league that he doesn't catch at least four or five passes. You know, it's going to be good for fifty yards. So you're talking about ten points there, and you're hoping for a touchdown. Would you start him no matter what? No question. Yep. Who? What other? Yeah, there's no. You know, unless you have Reed or Gronkowski. Yeah, but would you start him? Over? Let's just say you have Olson as your first, and you picked up say Antonio Gates. Not a chance. Or... Not a chance. You know why? Who has good matchups this week? This is why, Kaylee. I'm going to tell you why. Tell me. Lay it on me. Danny Trevathan. Gone. That's the guy that covered him in the Super Bowl. He was their best cover linebacker, and he's not there anymore. Cam Newton, he leans on Olsen. Benjamin's back now, so everyone assumes that, yeah, Benjamin's going to be the number one guy. I don't know that that's the case. I think Olsen is is the go-to much like Gronk is Brady's go-to. You know, when you have a top-tier tight end like that, they're the number one target. He he had to be number one target so last think? year, right? On that team? I believe so. I'm yes. just guessing. We don't have it in front of us right now. He must have. Yeah, I, I'm almost positive that he was. So what's, what's his projected stat line? His projection stat line is four... For 55, and I'm giving him a touchdown. Yeah. That sounds that sounds very reasonable. Yeah, really. 4 for 55 and a touchdown. I think he can score. I think he scores, I think, one of Benjamin or Funches scores. Or Ginn, who knows? I think Cam's probably good for two. Everyone loves to give him a rushing touchdown, but I'm not going to do that. It's going to be hard for him to match that rushing touchdown production. That's what I mean, you know. I'm, and I'm, against a defense like this, they're probably not going to... I'm not counting on that. I don't think they want to. It's I, he, I know he's a... He's a big boy who, he is. who, who, who runs over most boys. Yeah. But Here, here's I think t- they don't want him taking too many hits against that, that Broncos D. So. How could you want that? He's the franchise, right? Yeah. It, it seems to happen with every rushing quarterback that has that blow-up year, and then that very next year it just gets rain-backed. It's just kind of a natural way okay, to so let's, let's round out the, uh, the Panthers here. Let's stick with the Panthers for a bit. Jonathan Stewart, Jonathan what do you do with him this week? Is well, that, he a sit? That's Ian's dilemma. Um, he's got to be a sit if you have an option. How, how I, he, I'll tell you right now, you don't need to look it up if you're doing it. 12 for 29 and a touchdown in the Super Bowl. If he doesn't get that touchdown, it's a disaster. Yeah. And there's nothing different about this game. I can't see Carolina going in with the game plan that they're going to slam Jonathan Stewart into that defense 18 to 20 times. It just no. doesn't seem smart because his yards per carry is not going to get over 3.5 doing that. So let's say they do do that and give him 20 carries at 3.5. Quick math on that is about 70 yards. Yep. And then you're praying for a touchdown. He's lucky he got that touchdown against this defense. I don't know how many rushing touchdowns they gave up last year. I'm willing to bet it was probably five or under. Just venturing a quick guess just completely off the cuff. My point is, no, Jonathan Stewart's not a viable option. Not even as a flex. Give me some running backs you'd start ahead of them. All right, let me look at this draft board here. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, definitely. Dra- uh, Don't of worry, he's starting this week. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Derek Henry, I would start over him. Jeremy Hill, that's tricky. Here's, I, I find that to be a similar situation. They're going up against the Jets this week, the Bengals. I don't like that. Actually. You don't like that? No. Uh, but for argument's sake, mm. Ian is starting Kristen Michael. Right. So does Ian have... He has, he has Kristen Michael in his starting lineup currently. Currently? Oh, this is interesting. Ian and I had a conversation over the last couple of days about this, and, and he was kind of going back and forth. And You know what I do? What do you do? Start Kristen Michael over Jonathan Stewart. 
with, are, you, do you, are you buying the Rawls reports that he's not really going to get too involved? Apparently they're going to treat it like I'm buying that Chris and Michael is the starting running back in Seattle, <sighs> and he is going to be the starting running back all year. Wow! So anyone that Hot takes. Thomas, Thomas Rawls is going to be hurt Hot this takes. Year. I think, I think they're going to reverse roles, and he'll be the, Rawls will be the, will turn into the third down guy and a speller, but I think, wow. I think Michael is, wouldn't that be a storyline? Is here's the pro- it out. Here's the problem I have with that. I don't know that Chris and Michael is that good of a football player. I think he is that good of a really? football player. I you're, think buying, you're buying. I think, oh, I loved him at A&M. Really? Loved him at A&M. He was a beast in college. And I'll give you that. He's, I think he wasn't a very good person. <laughs> apparently, a, pa- a, page, a page has been turned, according to reports. And right. I think if... If all is all is well, then I think he is the more talented of the two backs. Very interesting. Very. In- I gotta disagree with that. And I don't love Thomas Rawls by any means. I just don't. Draft wise, I would much rather take Kristen Michael where at his average draft position very, than very Thomas good, Rawls. Very good point. I do agree with that. I do think Rawls was going too high, especially given the red flags and concerns. And up until the last week or maybe two. I mean, Kristen Michael was going really late. Yeah. Like, he's moved up, obviously, over the course of the last week or so. But if you draft I thought I thought he took him, like, he took him about the time I was going to take him in the yeah. draft. He went in the 12th round. Wow. Which could be a solid pick when we look yep. back at this in a couple months. He was very much on my on my radar. All right. So let's talk. Then, the, let's, the, then let's jump over. Do you want to jump over the Broncos? Let's jump to the Broncos. Yeah. So the, the number one start from the Broncos is... <laughs> Number one player? Who is the number one The number one Denver Bronco you start tomorrow? It's C.J. Anderson. No, it's me. not. What? What do you mean? It's the defense. It's the defense. <laughs> really, though? But do you think, I mean, the sacks, yes. You can count on the sacks, but you're really counting on them really beating up on Cam again, eh? Not, they don't have to beat up on him as badly as they did during the Super Bowl, but I think it's going to be good enough that... Because right. they, they, I believe they had a defensive touchdown. I think they had a strip sack run back in that game. I want to say they had at least five or six sacks. I don't know if Cam threw a pick or not. Really? So you think that... The, do you think they will I'm be... Still, I will, I'll never be a Denver Broncos running back guy supporter. No? I've had Ronnie Hillman on years before. I've never had Monte Ball. I have. <laughs> um, but I just... It's such a situation that I can't trust until I see it. Really? So. See, I'm, I'm buying C.J. Anderson stock. And it's, and, it's and all... I know that's hypocritical after I haven't seen anything of Chris and Michael. No, no, no that's, that's okay. That's different players, different perceptions. I, uh, I'm just... I'm not buying the Trevor Simeon experiment. That's a that's a I gotta say like everyone. But the, there's the other problem with that is they can just load up the box. The Panthers defense is no slouch either. I don't know. If, people are always talking Broncos, Broncos, it's a great Broncos, point. but that front seven, the, the Panthers defense is very good. That is a beefy front seven. So if I am the Panthers this week, there are eight men in the box all game, and I'm like Trevor Simeon, go for it, bud. Prove it. Yeah. <laughs> go for it. Thomas and Sanders obviously on the outside. Like they're gonna have to they're gonna have to carry Simeon. You would think. Hopefully they can. Uh, uh, lots of screen passes still. Lots of little ins and slants. And are you are you putting it in Simeon's hands then? Like, are you is is the are you so worried if you're Denver and you're Kubiak? Are you so worried about not having success in the run game that you do they try it? Do you think do they open up and try and establish the run? I mean, team, teams do that every week. Obviously, yes. it's kind of silly to say. But do you think do you think they're going to be dedicated with a not a rookie, second-year quarterback in his first start on Thursday night at home in the opener in a Super Bowl rematch replacing Peyton Manning. That's a lot to look That's a lot of pressure. It's it's also only the second time in the last 13 or 14 seasons, I believe, that a Super Bowl champion opens at home as an underdog. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Um... I think you have to try to establish the run. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a low-scoring game, but uh, twenty carries over/under for C.J. Anderson. You can tell obviously that I'm, I'm taking the over. I think that's. If you gave me, I gotta say under. I gotta say yeah. Under. I just. I think they'll rotate the backs too much, and so if he. Oh, so you think? Do you think Booker could play a role? Then? I think Booker will play more than they're letting on. 
Interesting. Hillman is still technically on the team, isn't he? Is he really? I thought he was cut. Was he cut? I think he was cut. Okay, well then, I don't know who the third back is. I'm pretty sure he was cut. Um, Fair enough. You know what? I don't know who the third back is either off the top of my head. So Booker, okay, interesting. So what about the wide receivers? You can play them this week because of Carolina's inexperience at corner. That's true. No Norman. But I wouldn't expect a whole lot out of them. So all all of this being said, Tom, Thomas, I still prefer Thomas slightly over Sanders. I think Sanders might end up being the better receiver at the end of the year. And he just got paid today. He did get paid today. Yeah. Three years and three years, thirty or thirty three, like that. Yeah, I think Sanders could be the guy by the end of the season. But early on, I know his owner. I think Tom, TC owns him. You were hoping you love guys in contract years. Yeah, obviously, right. Yeah. So him getting paid right on the eve of the game. I mean, you never know. I think he'll still be pretty happy. Yeah, he it, so. he seems like the kind of guy that that money or a big payday is not really the motivation. But Demarius Thomas is a little downgraded, obviously, but he was good with Tim Tebow as his quarterback. That's so. a fair point. I've heard a lot of that this offseason. season. Um, and they run the they run the wide receiver screen game with him a lot. So he's going to have to do it. He's essentially doing it on his own anyway. Right. I think. Uh, so his his drop it's issues. It's going to be a little, but not. His drop issues last year were became a huge problem. Do you write that off on the quarterback play last year? Or do you think that's who he is? Because if he. He'll drop a few, but he's not. It's not terrible. Because if he could rein that issue he's in. Not, he's not the remarkable catch guy. No. He's the. I can make guys miss after the ball guy. And he does it while being such a big dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy can fly. And he can obviously. fly as well. Yeah. I think it's a bit of a downgrade. He, Peyton Manning was throwing the worst ducks. That's the thing, and he, right? he, he threw career ducks. Oh. Peyton Manning threw career ducks. Big time. So maybe But they were especially nice. They were just perfect last year. Uh, that probably had something to do with it, too, if you can't. Like they run a lot of timing routes, and if he can't get yeah. the ball, I think Peyton was kind of like, I have all these routes that I are perfectly timing, but he yeah. just couldn't get the ball there a lot of the time last year. So Yes, so C.J. Anderson and the Broncos D are the two best starts, I would say. I would say so. Outside of then Sanders and Thomas, they're yeah. not really so, touching too many. So all of this being said, it sounds like a lot of tempered expectations for even even the best options in this game. We're, we're expecting... High teens to low twenties, a twenty three seventeen kind of game. It doesn't sound like this is going to be the total for the game right now is forty one and a half. Ooh, so I almost just came under that. I the sharp money right now is on the under. Yeah, and I kind of am leaning towards the under as well. This is be this is a great transition and a good time for you to give a little background on on what you do because you're you're dropping knowledge. <laughs> so let's hear it. So, um, well, for those of you who don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm the associate editor of a website called Covers.com. Well-known um, Covers.com. Um, we are a sports betting information website. We're not a book. We don't take bets, but we do everything we can to help you make money. Yeah. That's pretty much our goal in life. We just want to make you make money, enjoy your Sundays a little more. Kaylee, i got to tell you something. I want you to help me make money. I will try. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually... I was... I was assigned an underdog column this year, so yeah. I'm writing a column every week on underdogs that I think will be successful. I three underdogs it. a week, I so I'm really nervous that they're gonna fix. <laughs> <gonna be> <laughs> so there's gonna be a lot of hate out there, but that's, no, that's been, the nature of the industry. Been at the site for about uh, almost four years now, yeah. and uh, it's a really it's a real cool time. Check us out on Twitter at covers. Uh, we have a fall. We are now certified on Twitter. That's pretty cool. Huge deal. Pretty big deal. Huge deal uh, getting the blue check mark. And uh, we are almost at 70,000 followers. That's no joke. So, yeah. That is no joke. It's uh, it's an exciting time, and it's, yeah. it's really exciting because sports betting is becoming more and more accepted, it's, like, in the mainstream. Like, today I saw a story at the top of ESPN's headlines being like, People are betting on the Browns to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And uh, you wouldn't see that. Even even two years ago, you no, wouldn't see that. You're right. I think the daily fantasy thing brought a lot of things to light. Big um, time. Because it is sports betting. Yeah. I don't care what anybody yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other way to paint it. <laughs> like, you, can call, you can call it not sports betting, but then... Sports betting is also a game. Exactly, it's a game of skill. Yeah, there's, there, it's no longer like it used to be. There's no, I don't, I hate to break it to people. The, the mafia isn't there breaking guys' legs. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, uh, if you don't cash in your bets more, <laughs> like, no, you're, you're absolutely. It's right. they're not running the sports books in Vegas anymore. It is a, uh, it's a legit operation, and 
If you are informed, you're going to win more than people who aren't informed. It is not a coin flip. Exactly. That being said, a successful sports handicapper goes by the standard of 58%. Yeah. If you didn't know that. So. That's uh, true. If you are, if you if you cash fifty eight percent of the time, you are considered a successful sports better. There you go. Yeah. So, Jeez. anyways, just a little bit of background on me. Yeah, check out the website at covers and follow us at Twitter. Just one more plug there. Boom. Plug it. Future <laughs> podcast sponsor covers We'll be in touch. That would. Oh no, I know I would, a guy. Well, I'm, I'm working my way up. I know. We'll get there yeah, someday. I know a guy. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's jump off Broncos Panthers uh, and let's. Look, big picture at week one. Okay. Well, anything that stands out week one matchup-wise, what are you excited about this week? Any players? <laughs> who's who's having monster weeks this week? I like... Don't say Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can just plug him in for his 20 points. Or... He's so unbelievable. I think you can pl- probably plug him in for 25. He'll probably catch 10 passes. Yeah, I would say so. The Redskins? Josh Norman's on him all day, though. I don't think, care. I, 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 I won't say I hate Josh Norman. No. But I hate yeah. Josh Norman. Like, <laughs> that guy is overrated. Uh, I think he is a big scheme guy. Yeah. And I think they're going to try to play him bump and run a lot this year. And it's going to... Going to backfire? It's going to backfire on them. I mean, he could take him over the top in a heartbeat. Oh my God. Over a, the top, underneath, in sideways. A well, that's the thing with, with Brown, right? That dude, that dude is... That is my biggest regret in oh, fantasy no. football. Okay, well, first let's, of all, first let's of, let's unfold the full context of it. First of all, not keeping him one year, okay. having the foresight to pick him up. I picked him up on the waiver wire before he was awesome. Right. So you picked him up. Picked him up. Waiver wire. He had his first. This is his year, breakout this, year. This is year two of his career. Yeah, his breakout year. And you don't kept, keep him. Kept Alshon Jeffrey over him because Which, I thought. It was also Ashawn Jeffrey's breakout right, year, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, maybe his potential will be a little bigger." And which he's is a bigger? He's a bigger deep threat, and yeah. blah blah blah. And anyways, it was a mistake. <laughs> uh, there's no gun around it. I hate myself every day for it. Second of all, during that draft of the same year, so round one of the following year, I was picking about eighth, I believe. You were picking ninth. Maybe, no, you were picking eighth. It was eighth or ninth. You were eighth because you went back TC, one spot. TC was one spot behind me. Yep. So hold on, hold on. I'm seven. Yeah. You're eight. TC's nine. Yes. Seventh I overall. No, I have no running backs on my roster. Right. But seventh overall is important too to this story. Yes. Because seventh overall with Antonio Brown on the board, I, who I was madly in love with during this offseason, <laughs> go Cordero Patterson at seventh overall. Now I sound like an idiot. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot. It's, there's a lot of that. We've been doing this for a lot of years. Yeah. As much as we've made smart choices. There's been a lot you make, of bad choices. You, it's the nature of fantasy football, right? Yep. You swing and you miss. So I wanted to make that point. Okay. Seventh overall, Patterson. We got eighth overall. So Patterson is the wide receiver that gets selected. Yeah. And I think it was a very wide receiver heavy draft. I and believe it was. Doug Martin is available. And I, don't, I still don't want to pick him. Right. Because I've had some... He's had, at this point, he's only had one good year, one bad year. I had him for the bad year. Yeah. Uh, or he had one good year and we didn't know whatever it was. Exactly. Yeah. I've always had him for his down years. Yeah. I don't really want to pick him, but TC is like, I want Antonio Brown. So we make a silly little trade. He flips up, takes Antonio Brown, and... But he, did, he didn't tell you that he wanted Brown, did he? Uh, no, but I figured that's who he was really? going to take. Because, like, at that point, I was like, I can't take Antonio. I can't do it. I was like, I couldn't believe you that. Needed, you needed an RB1. I, need, I was like, I needed an RB1, oh, and it was man, the biggest, my biggest fantasy oh, regret to date. So tough. Well, we, <sighs> we had both of ours in the span of three <laughs> picks right there. Guys I like, week one. Okay, sorry see. sorry to be distracted there. No, that's um, right. It's a good, good background, good story. A guy who is not going to be playing in our league week one is one of my favorite plays this week. What? Tell me. Spencer Ware. Spencer Ware. <laughs> Why is he not playing? Because he's currently on our waiver. He's board. on our. He went undrafted oh in our God. draft, and he is the Kansas City Chiefs, for all intents and purposes, starting running back. He's everyone's RB two, probably. Yeah. At worst, you know what I mean. Yeah. Against that Chargers defense, which oh, looked just putrid. Putrid. It's that's the word I was going to use. <laughs> There's no other word for it. Uh, um, putrid yeah. city. I love Spencer Ware this week. I love all Chiefs. Any Chief you got, play your Chiefs. Yeah. I like Macklin. I like I like Alex Smith as a QB two this week. I don't even think it will start, but uh, he he could throw easily for the Alex Smith. He does two twenty and two touchdowns with. 
30 rushing yards, which yeah. is an extra three points. So, like, solid QB2 in, yeah. in two QB leagues. Yeah. Start all your Saints and Raiders in that game. That that's, game's going to get silly. Yeah. That's going to get silly. <laughs> like I said before, I'm taking the over in that game. Yeah. <laughs> big time. There's um, a couple of those. I think um, depend, depending on what Dak Prescott does, I think Dallas and uh, the Giants could look like that, too. I want to see Dak Prescott in one game of regular season against a not-vanilla defense before we go all Bef- Dak before Prescott we crazy. Yeah. We, we got some Dak Prescott I, stuff I, coming up. It was sweet. Like Watching him in the preseason was awesome. It looked nice. Yeah, it but looked nice. vanilla defenses and... It's preseason football. Preseason football. We've, we've I've, seen I've had it before. so many... Com- like, this guy was so awesome. <laughs> I've had that conversation a million so times. Many so many times. But, and it's a divisional game. At home, I know it's at home, but the Giants fans always travel well to they Dallas, do. so it's going to be a, a good a good test. We'll see after the week one. Zeke Elliott, you buying it? Yeah, buying all the hype? I well, like. I hated that he went to Dallas because I knew there was no way it was getting him on my roster. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like him. I like him a lot. I don't know how good he's going to be, but that offensive line is beastly. Well, I mean, look what happened the last time they had a you know better than Darren McFadden running back in Murray. Look what happened just, when they had a Darren McFadden running back. Still a very good run offense. You're right. Uh, uh, who, dra- who drafted Derrick Henry in our league? Ah, uh, TC, and I love that it. is his I, best. I, 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 love I, that can, I don't even need to look at his draft to know because uh, he also made some pretty terrible picks. Did. But I that is that his pick. best pick by far. He's I liked it before. He might, be the, he might be the starter by week two. I know. <laughs> we, the way that he, that man is a beast. I think he could be the starter by week two. He doesn't have a great matchup this week uh, against that Minnesota defense. But no. I'm not a yeah. I'm not an NFL GM, nor do I claim to be. I like to pretend that I am sometimes. But we do mock drafts every year. NFL mock drafts. We have a mock draft party. And I had Derrick Henry mocked to Seattle at the end of that first round. Ugh. How ridiculous would that look? That would have been crazy. Oh, that would have been... Can you imagine him with Russell Wilson and some of those weapons and Lockett and Baldwin that... Oh. Yeah, I, I, to- back I to totally Dallas, totally Dallas New York, though. Yeah. Uh, start all your Giants. Uh, even Sterling Shepard. Uh, Do you want to know the ultimate start all your players game? And I hate it because I'm going up. Arizona and New England? No, no. (laughs) My matchup, I'm playing the press squad in our league, and he has tons of these guys. Colts Lions. It's Colts Lions. That's another good one. Uh, Colts, start all your Lions. It's going to be 42-35. I I didn't understand the Andrew Luck hate this offseason. He he lacerated his spleen. He was a guy... Chant. <laughs> oh, bleeping that. Sorry, out. just <laughs> dropping f bombs. First one of the. If, it, only, if you were it only took one podcast. If you guys. were listening to this last year, it just it would have been bad. Yeah, would have been bad. We've reined it in. Uh, um, no, hundred percent. Marvin Jones. Marvin. Jo- I love Marvin. Tate. I like. I think I like Jones a little more at his value than Tate. Yeah, at, at he his, went at, later. Jones went oh, later yeah. in our draft, and I think Jones might have score. My dad's score. Stafford apparently loves him. Uh, Let's talk about Matt Stafford. He seems to be a hot ticket item right now. In people circles. hated him last year. I traded him. Yeah. And then Jim Bob Cooter arrived. Yeah, Jim Bob. And I picked him off the waiver wire again. <laughs> and he went off. Jim Bob Cooter. I'm telling you. That nope. Lions good. offense. And uh, you know who's going to be sneaky good this year? You can say it. Amir Abdullah. Yes. I so. I'm not starting him this week, but uh, no, I, th- I think so. I just don't have the spot to start him. I would if I could, but e- even in a split, even with Theoretic and Reddick's role, obviously. I think Reddick. I think PPR. If you have Theoretic, you're starting him as a flex yeah. for the most part. Why don't they put that guy in the slot and just keep him on the field? Who do they have? I don't know who they have as a wide receiver three. It can't be anyone that's. Better than oh, Theo. it's Anquan Bolden. Oh wow! <laughs> also, it is Anquan Bolden. <laughs> You're right, and that even looks nice as a play. Yeah, Moncrief looks great him. this year. You start Frank Gore. Obviously, everyone's like, "When's Frank Gore going to be terrible?" Like, well, it's got to happen first. Probably when the NFL closes up shop yeah. and yeah. decides to not be a thing anymore. Um, but yeah, I love. Well, I don't love it because I'm playing against it. But that that's a start everyone game for sure. Yep, players I also like. I love the Arizona Cardinals defense. Oh, I love them too. <laughs> I'm so happy to get them. Tim, for those of you who don't know, is a Patriots fan. Big time. Um, so it's going to be an interesting... Not this week, though. Oh, it's going to be an interesting Trump's. go in the desert uh, on Sunday night. I'm going to be a ra- for, range of a, emotions. That's a tough place for Jimmy to go. <gasps> it um, could get ugly. It could. That, it could uh, get ugly. Everyone's healthy on that defense. Added Chandler Jones. <laughs> added Chandler Jones. Oh I like God. them a lot. 
If Carson Palmer could just not Carson Palmer in the playoffs, they could win the Super Bowl quite easily. The New England offensive line looks like a Pop Warner team. Oh my goodness, I can't believe so it. So bad. And they're, I don't think they're... The Patriots are almost... The only guy you start with confidence is Gronk. That's it, really. That's I've, it. I've got, even, even Edelman, you can't... Who knows what... I've got him in my lineup, but it's out of necessity more yeah. than wanting But the him. only one you start with confidence is Gronk. Yeah. Deion Lewis is down and out right now. Who knows what you're going to get from James White? Who knows how the running back situation... Who's the, who's the third guy? When you... Th- um, DJ Foster is now. Foster, but they have Bishop Sankey on the roster now, too. Practice squad. Is he on the practice squad? He's on the practice, roster? practice oh, okay. squad, yeah. But they do. It's still... It's James White. It's Bolden. It's DJ Foster. James White gets one fumble this year. One. <laughs> That's all. That's, I bet you it's yeah, one that he's not dressing next week. DJ Foster looked really nice in the preseason. Again, just preseason, he was an undrafted rookie out of Arizona State. They just find guys to fill that role. That third down passing back role, it doesn't matter who it is. It really doesn't. Kevin Falk, Shane Vereen, Deion Lewis... The list goes on and on. Daniel yep. Woodhead was mixed in. They just, whatever, for whatever reason, that position, they always fill it. Let's jump to Monday night. We'll cover the two Monday night games. Then we've got a little You Like That segment. I like it. Coming up. Um, so Monday night games, we got Pittsburgh and Washington. Start all your Steelers. Pretty much, right? Yeah. Start Kirk Cousins, too. I'm, I'm starting Cousins. He's my QB, too. Got to start Jordan Reed. Got to start Jordan Reed. Apparently Matt Jones is going to play now. Not that I would love to have him in a lineup, but apparently the AC joint... He looks joint... good when he plays, and as long as he can bang with that shoulder, being yeah. a little bruised up. Not, not fumble. Terrible. I don't know what to expect from this Pittsburgh defense. They've changed a lot around. They're getting a lot younger. Yeah. Um, They're younger. It just it needs to work. They yeah. lost Bud Dupree yeah. for the season, I think. That's, that's a bummer. I think he's on IR. I really liked him. Um, um, other than that, Roethlisberger will be a top 10 quarterback this year. What about if there's no... Okay, here's here's the only the only Steelers question. You're going me. where I'm going. Go ahead. Sammy Coates or Marcus Wheaton? I don't know. Sammy Coates is clearly the better talented Yes, he has the more talent. He has more talent minus the ability to catch the football. I love his, receivers his like hands. that. His hands are <laughs> atrocious. Right? I'll always remember I loved him the draft. Time. Another former Steeler. Yeah, but when the Raiders selected Darius Hayward Bay, <laughs> they're like pros, speed, route running, uh, intangible yeah. size. Uh, Cons catching the football, <laughs> which it. is which is a bad thing to do. It's Ted Ginn Jr. syndrome. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know what? It's a it's a bit of a cop out, but I think it's going to be a wash. I don't think either one of them really emerges. Yeah, okay. a, Out of that group, can, so um, do you start either of them? No, no, no. Even I, though it's YR two position up for grabs. Yeah, I don't think you can on an offense where you think the quarterback's going to throw for forty five hundred yards. That's a that's a great point. Eli Rogers now, tight end. Yeah. Ugh. Jesse James? Jesse James. You never know. Maybe it's Jesse James. I, I, I have no Those idea. Those backs out of the backfield. No Bell, obviously. We should touch on that. No Bell. Three weeks without Oh, Bell. D'Angelo Williams is a must, must start. Must start. He's, he's, a, he's a top ten running back when he plays. Scott. Which is insane. It's just so crazy. It's weird. Wouldn't he be nice in Carolina there? <laughs> Why did they ever let him sense. go if he's still got this much left in the tank? I remember that he, like tweeted out the image of them cutting him or whatever yeah. and was like yeah i'm not he said something like i'm not done and i was clearly not i thought he was done no like i didn't think he would ever emerge as from a fantasy perspective anyway as relevant and boy did he ever last year okay let's do it let's do it let's do it the dumpster fire that is los <laughs> angeles at san francisco let's go case Keenum. who who is the player? can i just pick a winner okay Sure, sure. <laughs> who who can you start in this game? Who can you start in this game? Well, the obvious is Todd Gurley. Yeah, you're, you're starting Todd Gurley, and we're done. Can you start Carlos Hyde? Yeah, you can. You can. You can't feel because you can't, I have to. Yeah, you can't feel good about it, but you, no, I you, don't. You can, and you especially against that Rams. And you probably have to. Where most people drafted him, he was pretty well universally drafted as still a concussion, an RB two or a number one flex in most cases. Do I like it? You know what? Everyone hates on the Rams, but the defense isn't that bad. No, it's really Aaron, not. Aaron Donald, very good. That front, that front seven. That front is the, very good. The secondary is very questionable. So watch out for Blaine Gabbert, Torrey Smith, and Bruce Ellington to just light it up. Just <laughs> Bruce Ellington is a player to keep an eye on. Though, in all seriousness, worth, worth keeping an eye on. You're right, but. Oh, can Blaine so, Gabbard actually be the starting quarterback? It's so Blaine Gabbard. We're talking about a game where Blaine Gabbard is going up against Case Keenum. Under oh. underwhelming. Did you watch any of the Hard Knocks this year? A little bit. The first uh, one or Jeff two. Jeff Fisher is just <laughs> such a moron. As a Todd Gurley owner, I just I need it to end. 
I, I got excited about Goff. I was, we'll see what happens with Goff. It's way too early to write him off or anything. But he's not dressing week one. I know. That's how I poorly know. he's picked up the playbook so far. It's a big. He's change. not dressing. It's a big change for him. Who's there? I don't know who they're. Who they're? Uh, Sean court. Mannion. Oh. Yeah, Sean Mannion, Oregon State quarterback, I yep. believe. Yeah. Yeah, that's ugly. Let's not spend any more time nope. talking about this. We're Good. done. We're done with that. I agree. All right, so. You like that segment. Here, this is how it's going to work. Obviously, shout out to Kirk Cousins. QB2 on the black shirts. Rapid fire-ish. Not really rapid fire. You know, take take 15, 20 seconds to respond. I'm going to give you five questions. Okay. And I want to know if you like that, Kaylee. Okay. All right, you ready? All right. Dak Prescott will look bad versus the New York Giants week one. You like that? You like that? I don't like that. I think that Do you he disagree. You're a Dak. You're bu- you're- no, I, I don't hate. I love Dak. Right. I, I love Dak, and we, I can't really get into it right okay, now okay. As, as a Tony Romo drafter. Okay, fair. But uh, I, I want to see it for one week. Okay. Give me one week against a team. If there's a team he's going to be successful against, it's the Giants. Gotcha. But I want to see it for one week. Deal. Okay. Mike Evans goes for 150 yards versus the Atlanta Falcons. You like that? I don't like that. Don't think so, I eh? I don't like that. 150 yards is just too much. If yeah. you if you had said 100 yards, I would have liked it. Atlanta has actually some good corners. Uh, That's I like, true. I like Desmond Trufant. That's true. Trufant um, is good. And I think Jameis is gonna. Uh, he's gonna. I think he's gonna share the love. A lot of hype around that team, specifically those two, Jameis yeah. and Evans. And he's due for a bounce back year, but but I'd like a 150 is a little much. Fair done. Wentz outplays RG three. You like that? You like that? I don't like that. <laughs> I wasn't a Wentz guy coming no. out of the draft, and pers- this might be just a personal bias, but I was an RG three guy when yeah. he came out of the draft, yeah. and I, don't, I want to see him succeed. And I actually think the Browns might be a better team than the. E- I can't believe I'm saying this. Yeah. It might be a better team than the Eagles. He was, right now? He was named captain too, eh? Wow, RG three, the captain of the Browns. Yeah, well, I don't like that either. Though. Okay, fair enough. Brock Osweiler is a top five fantasy quarterback in week one. You like that? You like that? Oh, I like that. You like that? He likes that. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Mainly because yep. they're playing the Chicago they're Bears. They're playing the Bears. Uh, that, that, defense, that defense is a mess. No Kyle Fuller. No Kyle Fuller. And Tracy Porter's been questionable. Uh, they just... Ugh. It's so you got Hopkins, you've got, got Braxton Miller. I think I think he's going to be a guy that guys are claiming this year in yes, a lot of leagues. Definitely. He's getting a lot of great reviews out of camp. Yeah. Um, Will Fuller also looks good. Looks like, I think that's a really good team. And Lamar Miller out of the backfield too. I think it can be a bit. Brock Osweiler has all the tools to do it. I like I love that. It. Nice. All right, last one. Here we go. Titans rush for under a hundred yards versus the Vikings this week. You like that? You like that? I like that. Do you like that? I even, like that. Even with the Henry Love? Even with the Henry Love. It, the Henry Love does not relate to this Vikings team. I think this Vikings defense is... It's a serious business going on. Like, <laughs> T will love hearing this. It is serious business yeah. going on there. They, DeMarco Murray will rush 12 times for 20 yards. Yeah. And Henry might rush 12 times for 50 yards. Yeah, right. Give him 50. Exactly. And yeah. that would be less than 100. So Nice. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. I hope you like this because that's it. That's this is the first podcast. Here we go. The cage. We're wrapping it up. We're done. Fun times. Yeah, that's gonna be sweet. We're gonna do this weekly. God bless America. Pray for them. Pray for, but don't stand for the national anthem. Don't stand for the national anthem. If you're coming, we'll cover that on another podcast. <laughs> hope you enjoyed this. This has been episode one of the cage. I'm Tim Stevenson. This is Andrew Kaylee. We're out of here. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening to The Cage. You can find us on Twitter at The Cage Podcast, or you can like our page on Facebook by searching for The Cage Podcast.